Hey, you ready for this deal, Jimbo? Hey, live action, man. Old stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage Woo! Howdy everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum located in historic downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's O Cody here. And as always, I have my main man with me, my co-host, my partner, Mr. Rodeo Historian himself, Mr. Jimbo Snively. Morning, Jimbo. Good to see you. Who do we have today? Hey, morning to you, Cody. And it's a great day in Osage. And Cody, uh, we got one of the great steer ropers when I was a young man growing up. He was from up north. We didn't see him as much as some of them because he was up there in that Wyoming area. But uh, he was one of the really good ones back then. I remember roping, watching him rope well. He he, uh, five-time national finalist in the steer roping. But get this, he won the average twice. That's big odds right there. That, that's pretty good average. So he, he could sure do it. And, uh, and he got, what I like about him, he goes back to the, the early days there in the 60s, too, you know, when, there, when all those guys like Schott and Shaw, Everett Shaw and Jim Snyder and Clark McIntyre were still roping. So he was that era, and then he goes into the mid-70s, you know, where it's, when it's starting to change a little bit. And So we're just tickled to death to talk to him. And, and uh, Dewey Lee, welcome to the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. Well, thank you for calling. Well, it's our pleasure. Uh, where'd you grow up at, Dewey Lee? What? 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 Where'd you grow up at? In Wyoming. Whereabouts? Well, kind of just all over. I, I was born in Torrance, Wyoming, and then I spent a lot of time in Guernsey, and I spent a lot of time in Douglas, Wyoming. Did you say Torrance, Wyoming? Torrington. Torrington. I meant Torrington. Torrington. Yeah. You probably Torrington. you probably knew. Uh, Carl Sawyer well then, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Carl Sawyer, we roped at his place a lot. Yeah. My dad and him they were real good friends. Yeah, well, he was a real good friend of our family, and I remember him well. He was sure a nice guy. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, how'd you get interested in the roping? I run a lot of cattle in his pen. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. He was sure, sure a, a swell fella, for sure. Well, how'd you get interested in the steer roping? How to get interested in the steer rope? Yes, sir. Well, we just leave on the ranch and, you know, I rope, rope anything and everything on a ranch right. and stuff. And uh, uh, I get, it just come along and we just started coming with steer roping into Wyoming. And uh, we had a couple of horses. It was pretty good horses. And so I, I roped on my out the pasture, anything and everything, cows and this and that. So I just. We started roping steers. Who were some of the steer ropers back then from that area that you looked up to, Dewey Lee? Oh, Eric Shaw and and uh, Jim Chaffee. He was a, a guy that roped there. He lived in Cheyenne. He roped with my dad every, every Wednesday. He'd come through because he's uh, worked with Montgomery Wards and sold tires. 
he'd bring his horse with him up, and they, we broke all, every Wednesday where we broke at our place. And then turning sometimes during on on a weekend, so we go down to Cheyenne and rope his place. Right. Your dad had a your dad had a motel or something up there, didn't he? No, we had we had a bar. Oh, okay, bar. Okay. Guernsey. Okay. And, and uh, Guernsey, that's a little town. Is that Nebraska or Wyoming? That's in Wyoming. One of the biggest plants for they practice the National Guard practices there. I forget how many million acres they have there. They run around, you know, and shoot their guns and stuff from, from Guernsey all over the country there. You know, here a few years ago, Jimbo, I was in a bar in Torrington, Wyoming, and they had a uh, Calcutta board from back in the day when they used to have a bunch of big steer ropings in that area. You familiar with yeah. that Calcutta board, Dewey? Well, I I don't remember it. I remember it was there and stuff because it, it was Doc Haverly Doc owned the bar, and, and he's a good friend of Carl Sawyer's and, and a good friend of ours. And so I remember, but I don't. I don't remember what it, exactly it did or whatever. Now they hold the national circuit finals steer roping up there in Torrington, Wyoming, Jimbo. Really? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Everett Shaw. Did did he help you with your steer roping, or who helped you the most getting started, Dewey? Oh well, Everett Ever was a real good friend. Uh huh. Dad. Folks, and uh, I went down to stay with Everett for a while, uh, not very long, because I couldn't. They wouldn't let me stay away from home very long. Yeah. <laughs> to me, and anyway, and and, and Everett come and he and he stayed at our place a couple, two or three times, and we roped, and that's and I just I got to be real, real, real close with Everett. Chum. Right. What was he like? What oh, he's a wonderful. Wonderful man. Yes. Nothing. They never get in a hurry doing anything. He tell you, tell you something, and he tell it to you twice, and it'd be real slow. And then when you went to the roping pin and you you fouled up, he'd say, "No, you don't do it that way." And now you gotta wake up and pay attention. And that was all he ever said. Yeah. What do you remember about his roping? Oh, he he could rope anything. I don't care if it was a goat or a rabbit or what. He was a very fine. Oprah. He could rope. Right. He was good with horses too, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, he he could do anything, make a horse do anything. It just took him a long time. Yeah. You know, he, I mean he took him a horse and he started from scratch and, and it, you know, he'd probably take him to keep him for a year. He may on everything what he considered to be perfect to him, maybe not to you, to him for that horse to do. Right. He was a perfectionist for sure. Yes, sir. I heard he could saw those horns off them steers with a rope. Yeah, he was good. He was a good man. He could do lots. You know, he went all the way back to the early turtles. You know, he was one of the original turtles, and, and he was on the board there for the turtles for maybe the whole time right. they had a turtle. He really, you know, I was around him a lot as a kid. And I, I yeah. wish I wish now I would have asked him more about the turtles. I didn't know anything about the turtles then, and and but I I would like to have picked his brain because he he was there for the very beginning of the turtles and and served on the board all those years. Yes, sir. 
And these guys today really owe a lot to those early guys. Because it wasn't easy, you know, that Turtles deal. You know, everybody didn't go for that deal, you know, and it was hard to get to get that started. Well, I got there at Torrington, Wyoming, and they was going to have this one of them deer open. And I was 14, and and they weren't going to let me in it. And they ever said, why not? He said, he paid his dues and everything. Well, why not? Well, he, 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 he's young. And I don't remember who it was there because my memory's kind of lost. But the guy stepped up and said, hey, he's got his, his $800 for the entry fees there. We're going to lame rope. Right. And that's what happened. Everybody says, we're going to lame rope. $800 entry fees. Yeah, that was a lot of money back then. That was a lot of money oh. back then to be roping for. You're right. Wow. Well, what about uh, you? Probably rope. You roped against Clark McIntyre and Shote Webster and all them too, didn't you? I know all. I've been to Shote's place yeah. and stayed with his pen too. Yeah. And, and stuff. Yeah, I I got to go to all of them because with Everett Shaw made sure I got to go down to some and stuff. Yeah. Do you ever get to spend much time around Ike Rude? Yeah, well, I didn't spend too much time around Ike. Uh, he wasn't kind of where we is at. I mean, I got to know him pretty good because it's a, a different places that be down, you know. But uh, he, he's a different fella. He he wasn't like these old Eric Shaw and Ike Rude. And, and, I mean, in some of them older times, he, he's a different fella. Yeah, I just remember he was a pretty old man when I knew him. But, uh, yeah, he was old. He was quite he's short. Tired. Yeah, little. short. He's short, wasn't he? Oldest man to ever yeah. win Cheyenne Frontier Days. Oldest world champion ever. Yeah. Sure. Right. Was. Yeah. Well, your dad, when you was growing up, your dad supports your steer roping. I mean, he was all for it, or did he want you to oh. go to work? Oh. He roped. He roped for a little. Oh, did he? Well, uh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he was all for it. Open. I mean, we were, of course, you know, we talked to a lot of cows that we had and stuff, but he was all for the rope. Hmm. He got, didn't he, wasn't he partners with Don McLaughlin or something on something? Well, uh, we backed Don McLaughlin for a while uh, and stuff. Don kind of come and stayed up around there for us and, and was kind of, he was going to, he was broke and going to work for us and stuff and and, and so we took my dad, you know, he come and helped us with some horses and stuff. He, he could sure make a horse. Right, right. He could sure rope too, couldn't he? Oh, yeah. Very smart roper. <laughs> so what, what was your first big win, doing when you was just a kid getting started steer roping? And the bad thing about it, people don't realize you had to rope against those toughs. You did, they didn't have a... a, a B or amateur deal hardly then did they? Oh no, you you went to one of their steroids, you paid their whatever their entry fee was, and you roped with them out of the same box and the same cap. Right. And you were going to come rope with them, you're going to do it their way. That made it kind of tough for a kid, didn't it? Yes, sir. It it, it made it rough, but you know, I went I went to Laramie, uh, you know, King Merritt Royal roping. Right. When yes and stuff, 
I I got to go to the best. I mean, I got to go to the. I was always, always had a, a good horse. Of course, we we had lots. We run cows and stuff, and we had use for horses, and we did everything you know horseback at that time. I had some good horses. Right. You roped here at Husky in 1963 at the national finals. What do you remember about that? that well, was your, that was your first trip to the finals. <laughs> I was kind of a foot at that, at that rodeo. I was riding a little buckskin horse. He just hit he, he got sore, you know, as my own fault. And he just, he didn't want to really run hit into that rope. But I didn't run too much. Right. I got my, I can, and a little, probably enough money to get me home on gas. Well, you got your feet wet at the national finals anyway. Yeah. How, how old would you have been in 63 when you made them? I was 20. Yeah. That's pretty young to be going against all those old world champions. Yeah, but it's that old Everett. Yeah. And, and then they all come to, to, to Wyoming and stayed with us. Yeah. Because uh, they were just they were just common people. I mean, that thing about it was there wasn't no better people than that. Nope. Dewey, what, what did you guys do to get your horses working back then? How did you train a steer horse? Oh, we just, we generally had a, a log sitting out there somewhere and wait until we'd log them with them, you know, just around. And and we generally logged them in a big old trail. We had a big old cow trail at the, at the ranch. And that's where we were using that because we couldn't get away at that trail for it. it. Couldn't run through that trail trail. I mean, it was big posts all the way around. And it, was, it was a big one. It was, it was, a, it was like 400 foot long and and 200 foot wide. So we worked cows and stuff and we sort the cows and stuff. They couldn't run off and they got started with it with, and, and, uh, Carl Sawyer and, and, uh, uh, them, Carl got, I, I can't remember who Carl got tangled up with him because Carl and my dad, they wrote calves a lot and, and they got tangled up with somebody and finally we ended up, Everett was one of them and he come up to Carl Sawyer and, and we went down there that, uh, they was about 15 miles from us, and we'd go down there and we'd go. Carl had a nice, nice pin. You know, it was all, it was all good made. Ours was a nice pin, big pin, but it was just like a task pin. It was just a pin. Carl had a nice pin. We'd go down there, you know, for them whenever time Everett come up in this part of the country. So Everett Shaw was probably one of my best, best teachers. And I got a lot of rope with him, lots of practice, and, and got to ride his horses, you know, that he had made. Right, and uh, he never made. He, 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 he never took a horse to Everett Shaw to get made if you didn't plan on him keeping it for three years. It took him one year to make him, two years to to win on him, and and keep him a year for his uh, getting paid. <laughs> he wrote him. Yeah, Everett was one of the finest men I knew. Yeah, he sure was. How did he travel around back then? Like when he came up and stayed with you guys, what was he driving? What was he well, pulling? Had a steel car, old city car, and a two horse trailer that was just had truck wheels on it. You know, we all had them old big truck wheels on, ten hundred twenties, and didn't have didn't have no top on it, but had had maybe it had the bars up there for the top for the, but they had a 
canvas around the front so that the, the horses, you know, wouldn't get hit with the bug. And that was it. They backed the car up. They put a one-inch pin down through the, the hitch. That's how old they were. They didn't have no ball or this or that. <laughs> away we go. Whenever you left, ever, you made sure you had at least one gallon of water in there for you to drink. And maybe all the all of the crackers out of the cracker box because sometimes we didn't stop too long because we never go very fast. We just go from one place to another. You better have you some crackers somewhere here to eat. Do you used to go to the Cheyenne Frontier Days growing up? I went there, I think I, I participated there at 16 years. Earl calves and, and what about when you were a boy growing up? Did you go watch it? No, sir. We never went and watched it until my dad entered it one time. We went and watched it. That was the only time we went and watched it. What do you remember about that time your dad entered it? You go when y'all went and watched it. Well, the first time my dad ever opened there, the store was fifty foot, as far as I can remember. It was only only happened one time. The net that was two or three years later, I was 14 of them for the first time, and they brought it back to 30 foot score. Yeah, and now they've now they've shortened it now, it's not even 30 anymore, is it? Well, I thought it was a year ago. No, I think they've shortened it, they backed it off to 25, I think. Okay, it's not even 30 foot score anymore. What that's all right. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> I never, I never win much time. Yeah. yeah. I picture here. I'm looking at. I got uh, a rope that's steer that's going to be a good, good score on him. My horse got run. You know, I roped him and made the trip and turned off my horse's front feet. Got off of the, over the rope and we all went to the ground. Well, the closest thing that I ever got won at Cheyenne. Just one rodeo, I couldn't win that. Yeah. Went there many years, but I never, never could win much. Well, maybe it's too close to the house. Seems like there's a <laughs> Wyoming guy always pops out there and wins it sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah. Troy Tillard's won it. Harold Bumgardner's won it. You know, there's been yeah. several of them. Yeah. From oh, up yeah. in y'all's country, win it for sure. That Carl Sawyer won it once, too. Yeah. My dad couldn't win it. I couldn't win it. <laughs> a lot of our friends did. Yeah. <laughs> Just Pratt won it. What? Well, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Well, you made the final in '63, and then you went back in '66. I guess that was probably in Vanita. Is that right? For the final? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was '66. Is Vanita? Did you have any luck here that year? Well, I, I don't have both years. I went. Oh, they went three years to it, to it, and I and I always won enough money to pay, you know, to make where I didn't. I wasn't broke when I come back. I mean, I had enough money to pay bill and turn hotel and get back. But I never could ever, never could ever win, and never could draw enough. Yeah. When Chope was furnishing the cattle, you know, I win a couple rounds because he rode, rode big old cattle, big horns and big. Big cattle. 
and I had a very good, good steer horse at the time. I could win then, but most of the time, I just, it was just, I'd place enough just to pay my, pay my dues and right. come back. Well, 72, that was the year here at Pahuska, and they were big show first, and then and that, that was probably some of them big cattle you were talking about. I remember them. Yeah. They were definitely big cattle. I think I've told it before, but they roped them over at Leonard Potty's jackpot in around 1st of July, and then he just turned them out on grass for the next several months before the finals, getting them ready. And, and they were big when they were, when he roped them at Leonard Potty, and then he just turned them out on the grass, and, and they were sure big fleshy steers in, in September yeah. there at Pahuska. Yeah. Dewey, did you guys make your own ropes back then, or were no, they sir. readily to buy from, like, King's? Well, it wasn't King's Ranch. It, well, we, we didn't buy it from King for quite a while. I mean, I bought a lot from King Rope. But uh, we had a little place there in Torrington, Wyoming, where Carl Sawyer and stuff run. Uh, and he he going, but I roped with, gra- I roped with grass ropes. I, I took steers with grass ropes for a long time. Because we didn't, we didn't have many nylon ropes around where I was at in Torrington. You know, uh, I rope with this you know, old grass ropes. Yeah. Did you ever break any of them? Oh, a couple of different times, but journey it was it was journey own fault. You know, you got you where you get to work work, work around your horn and stuff. You know, you kind of get it roughed up around there. Sometimes from turning, and you, if you cut some of it off, and make it new all the time. They don't break. <laughs> right. I how do you guys ranch in the wintertime up there in Torrington? Do you keep all your well, cattle up in pens, or are they all turned out? Or It's all turned out. We fed out in the pasture. We just fed loose hay. We put loose hay up in the summertime out in the pastures, you know, especially with grass and stuff. We just we put it up in haystacks, and then went out there and put pens around it. In the wintertime, because there was nothing in there in the summertime with where we cows were all up closer to the mountain. Then we, you had to go in there in the winter and, and put it on a trailer and take it out to the pasture. How'd you do that? Well, we put uh, most of the time we went down and moved the fence in because <laughs> all pole fences around them, right? You know, and we just moved the fence back and let the cows eat all the way around the haystack. Well, you know, next day or two, we go back out or three days. I live along in there and move the fence back again so they could eat eat more. Because the, the haystacks were all over our pastures because just wherever we had big crest of wheatgrass or something, we'd go around and cut it, put it up. You know, we had one, one stack of hay or if we had five stacks of hay, we just put holes around it. And in the wintertime, we just go down there on horseback and move the poles back so the cows could eat. What about water? Do you guys did you guys have to chop ice up there? Yeah, we we chop ice a lot of ice, but the, the irrigation canal was it wasn't a great big canal. It wasn't one of these like great canals. It was probably only eight foot across at the top, run down through there, and and uh, it left enough water and enough water holes in there, and you need to get a lot of ice. There, get water. I said, we just go down, and break open the ice waters there, and, and we had a couple of windmills. 
most of them, so we could get water for cows. That we dug windmill. Hmm. How cold would it get up there in the wintertime? Oh, 20, 30 below. Is that all? Where'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty bad. Ooh, I can't imagine uh, having to go out and doing a, riding your horse out there to to get around them to do oh. anything. No, I can't either. I remember lots of mornings like that. Go out and get on a horse. Go down to feed cows. Go down to move the fence down so you can feed your cows. What kind of breed of cows did you have back then, Dewey? Well, we had, most, most of ours were all white-faced cows. Yep. We, we had a few black ones, but we didn't. We, we had a, a ranch on each side of us, and they they kind of had half and half black and half and, and, and half white faces. We, I don't know, my folks always had white faces. Like all I can remember when we sold up the ranch was we sold. Up the yeah. We had the black ones too. We had the black ones with tools to get through the fences. And stuff. Right. And we'd keep we'd keep a cat half her or something, you know, black half her. Not quite face effort. Sometimes it'd be all black. <laughs> How many horses? How many horses would you usually have on the place any given time? Oh, the most we'd have. Uh, sometimes we'd have uh, six, eight hundred. Because my granddad worked roads. He's the first one that made a road from Cheyenne, Wyoming, down to Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, he made first road down through there. We had a lot of work horses. Huh. I'll be darned. So we just had, we had horses, just lots and lots of horses. Wow, that is a lot of horses. Yeah, you know Wyoming steer roping country. I know a lot of steer ropers from Wyoming. Oh yeah, you know going on back, I'm sure uh, you knew uh, Bob Moore. You know Jim Moore's dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was Bob one. Moore. He was one of the old steer ropers back then. My grandpa's day. Sure mm-hmm. was. And King Merrick. Yeah, King, King Merrick. Merrick. Yeah, can't forget King yeah. Merrick. They their ranch, their Cheyenne, uh, King there, and Grandma, yeah, she's there. And uh, uh, Jim Chaffee was another one. He worked for Montgomery Wards, but he was out of, he was born and raised in Texas, but he worked for Montgomery Wards, the store Montgomery Wards in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He got transferred up there and thought he went, went, to, went to heaven up there. Wasn't too many people around. Montgomery Ward, 30 years. Old tired. He, he drove around in a pickup. He went to all that. I mean, he went the whole state of Wyoming. He drove around Montgomery Ward's tires. Just, he'd have a bed full of tires in the back of his truck, I guess. Yeah. Well, he just kind of had a catalog. He just had the catalogs and go around and he knew every, he knew every, everybody there and he just drove the last field in the country and he got to where he knew everybody. And he sold tractor tires. Truck tires, car tires. What was your favorite rodeo? <clears throat> what was your favorite rodeo, Dewey? What was my favorite rodeo? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I had a favorite rodeo. But, uh, uh, I tried to go to all of them I could get at. <laughs> and yeah. there was no, no yeah. really favorite. I feel giant, but I couldn't win nothing. What about, what about Pendleton? Oh, Pendleton, yeah, that's, that's good. Oh, you know, I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. 
You've even found your wife at Pendleton, didn't you? What yeah, you? my wife. Yeah, well, there Pendleton. you go. You better say that was your favorite rodeo then. You're getting in trouble. <laughs> what do you like? Yeah, she, go ahead. She's the queen. That's she's what, the yeah. Queen. Yeah, that's quite a deal. Queen at Pendleton. Yeah. yeah. So you got along pretty good on that grass up there. Yeah, I never did have no problem. We uh, we generally went barefooted. Yeah. Uh, there we just took the shoes off when we get there and run them barefooted. They didn't, they, you know, a horse barefooted, he's got more, way more balance on when he's barefooted than he is with the shoes. Yeah. Well, some of them put some cleats on their shoes, had shoot them with cleats. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they put pegs in them, they did everything. Yeah. And I, I tried it once. Or twice, or I don't know, maybe more than that. But uh, them horses, them, them good steel horses, you know, uh, most all of them weigh 1,200, 1,300 pounds. And you, you're just going to go, you didn't chew them, you know, you didn't trim their feet. So you get, you make it so when you got there, you could take the shoes off and still have plenty of there. Right. The rope. Right. That's a wild rodeo up there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because we come up there, we go to Walla Walla yeah. first, and then we stay there for, for three days after Walla Walla was over, and slack started. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's where my wife comes from. They used to have an RCA rodeo at Ogallala. Yeah, Ogallala, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Do they still have that, or do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> I, yeah. I I've been there, been there for for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Ogallala. It was it was kind of a rodeo. Uh, it was a nice rodeo. Uh, I mean, I've been there and rode right. and stuff, but it just wasn't one that that just let me win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to a PRCA rodeo in Lusk, Wyoming, one time, Jimbo. I've never heard of that. Oh, L U S K. Oh. But they had good they had good rodeos in Lusk, Wyoming, because uh, they had generally pretty good stock there for the bucking stock and the, and the steers and stuff. And I can't think of the guy right now off my head that raised some Coriandis steers already. He didn't raise them. He, he, he brought them up in the in the spring and and feed them because he had a bunch of uh, state land or government land of some kind that he could just turn them loose on and just let them run. You know, and he just let them run out there and sell them. In the end of the year, this this coriander steer just bring him up there and dump him off. And he had two or three rodeos. He put them on. You know, he'd have a hundred, maybe hundred head out there. He's running all all summer, so he run two or three little ropes on them. And that's some good ropes up there. Good steer ropes. Just little ones, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty guys. You know, here. They used up pretty young. Go rope. They used to have a good RCA rodeo at Lander. Do they still have that, or do you know? No, they don't have no more. No, they had a good old Lander, because I lived in Riverton for about 15 years. My belt buckle that I wear, my grandfather won at Lander, Wyoming, when I was four days old. Four days old. Yeah. yeah. Steer rope. They had always a 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. I was born the 29th, so I guess maybe... Maybe it's five days old then. I was born on June 29th. June 29th. Yeah. 
Did you ever do any uh, tie down team roping, Dewey? Or a little, you know, just, you know, a little, not too much. Uh, I had a big old grown horse, a good, good stout horse, and he could take the beating. Them, them head horses, just, just, you don't, they don't last very long. Tie down roping, team roping. Why is that? They take, oh, they take that beating. Yeah. And haters run them ropes. <laughs> it was Jared and the horse both pulling against the other and going the other way. Yeah. And then the the humane society got us got that stopped a lot. You know, we they'd get up and we'd be crippled, we'd break a leg or something, or pull a shoulder out or something. Humane society got that shit. Yeah. Do you go to any ropings? I mean, you you keep up with the rodeo or anything now, do we? No, sir. Not very much. I had to one. I couldn't win. I had to go to work to make a living. Yeah. So I quit kind of roping about anything. I just had got a trucking outfit. Went yeah. to trucking. Yeah. What did you haul on your trucks? Well, if I told you, you'd laugh. <laughs> oh, paper pulp. Paper pulp, yeah. From, from the paper mills? Yeah. And we'd haul it to dairies, and they used it for bedding for the milk cows. I'll lay be on. I'll be doing Well, you just don't think about that, Jimbo. No. It's got to come from somewhere, no. and somebody's got to haul it. Do he gets it there? Yeah. Yeah. 20 years we hauled it. And we'd take it down, we'd take it 100, 100 miles to start the coast. Because on the coast, in the ocean, Oregon, uh, there's lots of dairies down on the coast because uh, it was pretty close to hay down there and stuff, and, and there's lots of dairies. And so we, uh, they used it for bedding for the milk cows to lay in. You know, when they lay in there all day long, they used it for bedding, that pulp come out of the paper mill. They hauled it down there. Where did the trees come from? I mean, you say you got it from the paper mill. Uh, so there must have been a lot of timber around there close. Uh, yeah, there'd be, we'd be going down with the waste, and they'd come up in the trees. From those, they cut all along, all along down the, all the coast, all the trees down along there. You. I got you. So, yeah. So we worked both ways. We, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we just hold the pulp down. We never messed on trees. Right. Different kind of trailers and stuff to do that. Right. Yeah. Dewey, the the steer open finals moved around quite a few times, and you made it five or six times. Where all were the places that you roped? You mentioned Pahuska and Vanita. Yeah. McAllister, Windfall, Cheyenne, Cleveland. Uh, I'm at the different of, places they had the, the they held the national finals. 
Laramie. Laramie was was matched in the finals with most all in Laramie that I went to. Uh, they had some in Oklahoma City. I don't remember where they were. You know, I, mean, I never got to go to them, so I never. <laughs> I can't remember where they were at. But there's the, the national finals. Did you go to the, You went to the one they had in McAllister. You said when they had the national yep. finals there. Yep. Do you remember anything about that, Dewey? Not much. I, I, I went and stuff, and I went enough money to pay my round trip. I gasped, get home, get down there, get home. That's about all. It's, it's, you know, my dad went quite a few times, him and Carl Sawyer. They went to McAllister, got a few there to prison. Is that where they had the finals that time you made it in McAllister? Did they have it at the prison? Yep. And I went, and uh, I didn't do nothing. Like I said, I, I got enough out, out of there to get gas to get home. That's when gas was you know, 40, 40 cents, maybe, <laughs> a gallon. What did you travel in, Dewey? What kind of rig did you have? Anything and everything. I had pickups and cars and a motorhome. I had all kinds of things at different times. The last, the last had five. I built a trailer with three horses in the back and twenty foot living quarters at it. I used it, you know, because that one cost me much to just set that at the house and then bother me was just sit there. Funny someone wanted a person like it, so I sold it. Guy in Wheatland, Wyoming kept to build it. Right. He's trying to make camper trailer he's trying to make a camper trailer and compete with Somebody's out there to sell camper trailers. What would ever help? Excuse me, go ahead. No, I, all right. Come on. With Eric? Yeah, what? Shaw? Yeah. Yeah, he's my best friend. He, I went over a lot with him. What would Everett Shaw think of the rigs that are going up and down the road now, you think? What was he thinking? Or what? What, what would he think about them today? <laughs> With those big living quarters and quarter million dollar oh, trailers and trucks, all too far above. That, that's yeah. He didn't want none of that. He wanted to stay in a hotel. I mean, a cheap hotel. <laughs> but he wanted to stay in a hotel. Right. That's just the way. And he drove Chevrolet cars. Yeah. And they had a bar on there to put a pin through. The horse traders had a pin. Right. Right. They down there, Everett and Neil Shaw was one of my best friends. I'd say at their place down in yeah. Oklahoma. Right. right. Were they living in Stonewall at that time? Yeah. yeah she owns Cafe there, you know, in the bar. When she got the bar, you know, they kicked her out of out of the uh, uh, church. And, and, and of course, where she's at, in Oklahoma, there were too many people in church, and boy, some of them. People got all upset. She went out because she helped with the church a lot. You know, she had a cafe there and stuff, and then they opened up the bar. They got all got mad at her, <laughs> but they they eventually come back around because she she still go furnishing. You know, if they don't have something to do with the church with food and stuff, like they come to the cafe and get all built and take it all needed. I yep. got to meet her once, Jimbo. I used to travel. A little bit with uh, her grandson Neil Worrell to yeah. some rodeos, mm-hmm. and uh, we stopped and seen her one time on our way through. Yeah, she's a real nice lady. It's Stonewall. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, she's a super lady, and she walked on. She walked on the water. She's yeah. great. There's a lot of good steer ropers come from Wyoming. A lot of legacy families. We got the Tillard family and uh, yep. Eisenbergers. Did you know any of the Eisenbergers up there? No more. <laughs> Lee Lee's one of my favorite people. Lee is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, he's very nice. Very nice person. Oh yeah. I think he spends a lot of time by himself, and he. Uh, He's de- he's developed quite the cussing habit, Jimbo. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really fun to talk to him for a while. Yeah. If you like cussing, for sure. Yeah. The Hersing family—they've been helping put on the Cheyenne Frontier Day since the inception of it. Yeah, I never did, did know him, you know, because uh, old King Merritt was he, he was there, Steve, and stuff, and out of Cheyenne, there, but. I didn't go around Cheyenne too much except for the Frontier Days and one. That was about the only time I was around Cheyenne. And, and then they ended up having some of my relations moving. He was a, worked with in the Air Force. And he got transferred in there and stuff. But, uh, you know, then I was down in Middlemore staying and this and that. Cheyenne was a long way from home. You know who was a good roper up in that country? Glenn Barlow. Do you know Glenn Barlow very well? Yeah. And it's Glenn Marlow. Yeah. I always thought that guy was a heck of a roper. Bobby Harris. Yeah. Woo. Talk about a roper oh, yeah. right there. I know. Bobby Harris. Real good. He traveled. He high school earlier with our son. Another guy that Before. I knew. Excuse me. I didn't mean to. Uh, another guy I knew when I was a kid, and he come from somewhere up there. It might have been Nebraska, though, was uh, Glenn Nutter. Yep. Glenn Nutter is from Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. He was a nice guy, too. I, I really liked him. Yeah, he's a little skinny guy. Yeah, little guy. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice guy. He could rope. Yep. He had, and I can't remember. He had one good horse, and then I don't remember if it, if it got crippled or died. Or he got another, and, and he roped very good on him, and then he got another one, and he just couldn't. Him and the horse didn't get along. Yeah. He, got a, he had a bad accident up there. In the arena, do you remember that when he got hurt so bad? Well, I don't remember much about it. I, I knew it. You, know, you weren't there. Stuff. You weren't there or anything. I wasn't there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I remember him talking about it. It's a pretty bad deal. Yeah. Do yeah. He, if he, anything, Do what? I said, anytime you get one of them wrecks with horse and steer, you got you got lots of problems. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Dewey, if you were uh, making a Mount Rushmore of steer ropers, you you saw a lot of great steer ropers, and and uh, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore steer ropers? You, I need four names. <laughs> four names. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of them would have to be Everett. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. That's a give me right there. Yeah, yeah. He's on everybody's list just about. And Carl Sawyer, another from Torrington. Yeah. That guy ropes so good. Yeah. And King Merritt. Okay. And uh, 
probably Jim Chess. Okay. They were they were people that we wrote at their place, you know, around with went and we go and practice with them and they have been, you know, is practicing stuff. They all pretty good friends. Right. They they wrote tough. I mean they wrote tough in, in the years that we were roping, you know, and they you know, the younger generations come in and just ease them all plumb out, you know. Sure. But uh I thought you, know, you might have put Sonny Davis on there. Well, he's a good friend, and and I mean they come and stay at our place and stuff. He was he was good, and uh, who who's the other? One? I thought he you might have put Guy Allen on there. Oh, James Allen, James Allen, James, put James on it. Guy wasn't Guy. I don't know something happened between me and Guy, and it, it just, and I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you today what it is. I mean, I. I to the man every day, you know, everything was got along good and stuff, but I don't remember what it was, it just irritated me about a horse. And, and that's all I can tell you, it was about a horse, something happened to a horse. And I didn't like what he did to it. What about Olin, Olin Young? What do you remember about Olin doing? Oh, he was a super friend. Yeah. He was God, good. He? There wasn't enough that he wouldn't help you do. I mean, you know, if you needed a, a big stringer, if you needed a, a Second rope string or anything else. If he had it, he'd damn sure give it to you. Yeah. I always thought he's the best, best roper I ever saw. You know, I sure I sure liked his roping. Yeah, everything had to be just right. Yeah. Did you make your own picking strings out of grass? Nope. There's too many people that was talented to do stuff. <laughs> and, you know, when I was growing up, they weren't that expensive, you know. And, Buy them. We don't go buy a dozen of them at a time, and that takes that lasts me a year. Turn it dozen steel strings. Were you and, using grass strings though? Yeah, it was all grass. When's the first time you saw a nylon string? Oh, it was down in Nebraska somewhere. I can't. I, I, Kimber, I can't think of the name of the damn start of the case. They had an invitational zero that that. that uh, Sawyer put on, Carl Sawyer put on. And my dad went, and, this, and of course, I was always along wherever my dad and stuff went. Up. And was over there, and the guy was selling ropes, pigs. He had one of them that made out of uh, not nylon, but uh, oh, fuck. Dacron? Huh? Dacron, maybe? Yeah, yeah, something like that, and it, it just, you know, it's gray. And it just, I just really like the feel of it, and stuff. And I, and I think he, I think he wanted eight dollars for it. Hell, I didn't have eight dollars a lot of money in my pocket. <laughs> I, them grass strings are only a dollar and a half. I buy a lot of grass, and I finally got one. Um, uh, oh, dang! Hate this one. I can't remember the guy's name. A good friend of mine down there. He he gave me one. He he bought some, and he did. He got to where he didn't like them. So he's using them just to carry when he's cabin and stuff. And he says, and "I said like that. He had tight on his saddle all the time. He was at Brandon's and stuff. Like you know, everybody went to the Brandon. Right. And I said, 
why you got that all wrapped up tight on your saddle? Why is it? I just need to tie up my horse somewhere else or go catch an old cow and tire it down and doctor or whatever. He said, do you like that? I said, well, I did like him. He said, here, just kidding. I had for a long time. But by that time, it was more blum out. But, uh, I can't remember who made him. But did you, uh, they didn't laugh. Did you used to put a good, ride your rodeo horses a lot on doing a lot of ranch work on them and do everything oh, yeah. on them? Yep. Yeah, we did everything on them, them horses that we were rodeoing on. They got rode out. You know, we didn't try and we didn't make it a, a thing that went on every day or anything. I mean, if it got hot and stuff, and you know, we definitely go right. We didn't. Yeah. We had ranch horses that ride. We didn't care about it. They got heat stroke or whatever. <laughs> if you just going out for a little ride or something, go gather up a cow or something, and had a calf or something. Like that. And your good horses were journeying around the trail or somewhere around the house. They have one of them quick and go down and bring where y'all at now where we're at now yeah you're still in wyoming arizona right now (laughs) we got a place down here in arizona there's an awful lot of people from wyoming that seems like they got a place in arizona also yep have you noticed that nice place to be it's almost the roping capital of the world right now i think arizona they have a lot of team ropings I, I think they've been having out. some steer ropings out there, too. Yeah, they've been having some, but I, I, I Doc Baker was my good friend. He lives down He lived down the road here from me about 15 or 20 miles. He has a pet a place down here. Never, every winter while he'd come down and rope steers, he'd bring steers down with him. he put on steer ropings down here at his place. And there's a lot of ropings down here. There's a roping every day. There'll be a woman's roping. There'll be a kid's roping. And there'll be a man's roping. be three different varieties of ropings. Sounds like a be, roper's paradise. Yep. Oh, yeah. Every day you can go to a roping. And, you know, you may go with the same one, four or five days in a, in a row, and he'll let his cattle rest one day. <laughs> you go to another... They've been roping them for the last three days. <laughs> they have lots of team ropes down there. Every day there's a team ropes somewhere. You can find one. I don't even go see them. I, I haven't had a horse for uh, four years. Four years. Forty years I ain't had a horse. Hmm. Well, you don't have to feed them that way. That's right. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> That's right. We, we well, got to travel. We went on many miles in Bodog, my wife and I, and another couple. We traveled all over the United States. Got to see a lot of the country that I didn't know was out there. Sounds like he had quite the successful career to me, Jimbo. Two-time average winner at the NFR. He got the queen from Pendleton. Right. He took that trophy home. That's really something. And... uh Made the NFR in how many different the national finals in how many different towns, Jim? Well, let's see, Pahuska, uh Benita looks like, McAllister or maybe Pecos, I'm not sure. And Pahuska again, then Laramie. So There's not too many guys that can talk about that many different places that they held the steer right. open finals. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I, I was real fortunate. I didn't, you know, had good horses. I mean, my dad, uh, we bought, bought horses, trained horses, and sold horses and, and stuff. I was very mounted really good. And uh, I was kind of stingy with them. I didn't let ever Tom Dick and her ride him. You know, I mean, I, there's a lot of times that we'd be at a roping or something, and they'd come up, their horse come up sick or something, or, you know, get hurt or something, and I'd let them ride by. But no more, most of the people didn't like riding mine because they ducked off too quick. <laughs> this deer roping horses, they're not like a calf roping horse or a bulldogging horse. You don't see too many different guys riding someone else's steer horse. It's kind of like someone's wife. That's right. You're the only one allowed to ride them. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of roads that no one else wanted to ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we sure appreciate you coming on today and th- taking time out of your day to tell us some of your old rodeo stories, Dewey. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Dewey, Dewey, I really appreciate you. Like I say, uh, you brought back a lot of memories for me. And um, I'll tell Joe I talked to you. And, uh, That's right. And, uh, well, you guys just keep up the good work because sometimes you come up with some pretty good stories in some of the magazines. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll let Paulette know when this is going to come out, too, before it comes out so y'all can listen to it. Okay, yeah. Sure would appreciate that. Okay, well, do you take care and we, we really thank you. Thank you. You have a good day today and a better day tomorrow. Okay. We appreciate that. I like that, Jimbo. Good yeah, day today and a better day tomorrow. That's a good sign-off. That's a great sign-off. All right. right. We're always talking to all these historical guys, and I love it, Jimbo. Yeah. And you're no, one of them, Dewey. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the, uh, all I, the mark you I left pre- on the rodeo community for sure. I appreciate you coming and talking to me and stuff, and I hope you have a good day. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, everybody, until next week, this has been another great episode of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. Jimbo, you got anything for them? No, just come see us at the museum. Don't forget to like and subscribe and throw a comment on there. Jimbo, Jimbo, comment back. They don't allow me to do it. What'd you say, Dewey? I said, where is the museum at? Oh, it's it's downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to have to come see it. Yes, you all need to come. There's a lot to do here. The uh, Reed Drummond, the Pioneer Woman, she's here. Your wife probably knows who she is, and you can come see her place and, and come to the museum. Holler at me. I'll give you a tour, and uh, we'd love to have you. All right. Well, we thank you for the invite. Don't forget about that Buck and Flamingo, Jimbo. Yeah, and the Buck and Flamingo. Cody owns the Buck and Flamingo, world-class jewelry store, one of the biggest in the country, if you like turquoise jewelry. and uh, no, no, I don't like turquoise jewelry, but my wife does. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, that's even what better. I, yeah, that's even better. That's more for her, less for Dewey. Right. All right. Well, until next Thank week, you. we'll see y'all. Yeah, see y'all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Old stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time 
round pens and pasture rides. Cowboys of the Osage.